Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite. That's bluehost.com wondersuite. The Bible says, be not deceived. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also Thank reap. Thank you for being with us today. I hope this is an edifying show to you. This is a best of. Financial issues. Welcome to Financial Issues, where we align reality with truth. Conservative talk radio you can count on. Financial issues that you need to know. We'll preserve for our children this, the last best hope of man on earth, or we'll sentence them to take the last step into a thousand years of darkness. We will simply apply to government the common sense that we all use in our daily lives. Now, here's your host, Dan Celia. Good morning. Welcome back to Financial Issues. I'm Dan Celia. It is Thursday. And I want I just want to say, and Sam Case is here to give us an update. But I want to say, folks, so that we don't spend a lot of time saying it all the time, but just remember everything we're talking about here, you can find at FISM.tv slash news or click the news tab when you get there. It's all there. It's on the news site. Sam Case is here uh, from FISM News to give us an update. Hey, Sam. Hey, how you doing, Dan? That's right. You do want to go to the website. Uh, there will be some details in pretty much every store we give that you just don't have time to get to. So you want to go to the website and check out those stories to get a little bit more information, meet, more meat on the bone, uh, just to, so you can be more informed than I have time to give you today. But we today what we're going to be talking about is that Biden is instigating new anti-Asian violence policies that's connected to the, um, his uh, coronavirus stimulus bills. He's connecting this funding to uh, these anti-Asian policies. But I want to get- So what, we need a policy to stop discriminating and hurting other people? I mean, that's what we need, a policy? Pretty much, pretty much. Okay. And we need funding for it And that'll it fix it, well. right? If we have a policy, it won't happen that's anymore? That's right. Biden, okay. because Biden is here to heal okay. the soul of the nation, All he right. can do okay. this. Well, as it fixes it. Anyway, I wanted go ahead. to dive into the, the numbers about this because there's become this hysteria after the Atlanta shooting, which was just horrendous, where uh, eight people died, six of them were of Asian descent. I don't know about you, Dan, but I saw a lot of ads popping up on just about every website, just about every news article about stopping Asian hate, stopping Asian violence, which we can all agree with. We can all get yeah, on board with, with that kind of thing. But it was it was curious, where did this come from? So I wanted to dive into a little bit exactly where this came from. It came from one study by the Center for the Study of Hate and Extremism. And what I'm do, gonna do here is just give us a little context. What they're saying is that Asian hate crimes, uh, hate crimes against a, people of Asian descent increased by 150% during 2019 
2020. That's a big jump, right? 150% big scary number. That is until you dive into the numbers themselves. So this is what we're panicking about. It increased from 49 incidents in 2019 to 122 in 2020. That's an increase of 73 incidents. No increase is good, but just to put this into right, some right. perspective, yeah, no in a country right. of 330 million Americans, that would make for one incident, one, one bigoted person out there hating on people, for every 2,704,900 people, just to put that into perspective. Mm. And 66% of these are verbal harassment. So it's not violent crime, it's just verbal harassment. Just a quick note, I did see a recent update that these verbal incidents are becoming a little bit more common. So that's just something to keep an eye on. But all this is just to give people a little bit more of a sense of reality with how this is. This isn't to say it's not a problem. No, we're not minimizing the, the, the attacks course. by any stretch. We of don't want to do that, but... But I see articles written again and again by the media uh, creating a sense of fear and saying that the Asian community is feeling a sense of fear. And that's not helping anyone if you just look at these numbers. You're, you're much more likely to get hit by a car than to get um, experience some sort of violence against you for your ethnicity if you're a person of Asian descent. And so I see these articles by places like Reuters where they say fear increases among Asian community. I'm like, well, because of you, because of you, Reuters, you're the one who's pandering these narratives that you're under existential threat right. every time you go outside. Right. So I, I, I say that this coming this October, if you want to watch a scary movie, just go watch the rewind of the 2020 news cycle. They'll just scare right. the pants off of you. <laughs> but so we're turning a crisis into something that's a non-crisis. That, that is... Until it becomes a crisis. That's right. You know, we're, we're helping it along, which is sad, but that's what the news does. That's right. And that is, that is unless we're covering real crises. For example, AP editor-at-large says he doesn't want to call the border situation a crisis. He says that that might be harmful to, uh, to migrants. It might create a negative image towards migrants. When the issue isn't the migrants per se, it's the number of migrants and our capability to process them mm. in a meaningful way and even keep them safe while they're being transferred into the country or sent back home. Uh, that's the real issue there. And just to let you know, Biden might be watching our show because he just opened up media access to the border. I know we were hounding on that the other day. Yeah, yeah. Biden's had a blackout on the media. Well, uh, shortly after that, he did open it up and the images are not good. We have an article up about that on FISM.TV slash news. Great stuff, man. Thanks, Sam. I appreciate that. And especially that uh, and that update on the border. Isn't it interesting how he's opened it up? That's great. I think that... Uh, Ted Cruz uh, video has something to do with that. All right, 610-363-1110. Let me go to um, Jim in South Carolina. Hey, Jim. Hi, good morning, Dan. Good morning. Uh, first of all, I just want to thank you and your ministry for financial issues. It's such a blessing for all of us out here. And I'll go ahead and get uh, straight to it with as much information as I can give, but keep it short. Okay. Um, Dan, I have recently become a caregiver. My mom will be 100 years old in 16 days. Holy and mackerel. she has some medical issues. Mm. And uh, she, needs, she needs some assistance, and it's going to be 24-7 in uh, some type of a nursing facility. Uh-huh. But, um, Dan, she has an account with a, a group called Edward Jones Investments. Mm-hmm. She receives $195 a month from that account and $818 from Social Security, and that's it. Both her name 
and my name are on the Edward Jones account. And we've, uh, we've applied for a Medicaid card to help with these, uh, with these uh, uh, financial uh, issues sure. that uh, we need. Um, will this account at Edward Jones harm her possibility of being accepted for a Medicaid card? How long has your name been on the account? Uh, since 2013. So I would say the worst case scenario would be that Medicaid would come to you and say that she has to spend down 50% of that money before she's eligible for Medicaid. That's, okay. that's my guess. There's a possibility uh, though that um, it, it won't, you know, it, because it's been more than five years since, you know, your name has been on that. So there's a possibility that it won't enter into it. But uh, the amount is about $27,000, and both of our names are on that account since 2013. Yeah. So I think that's, that would be the worst, the worst case scenario is that they're going to come down, they're going to come back and say, you've got to spend down her share of that account, which is 50%, because both right. your names are on there. So uh, that means you would, she would have to spend, uh, spend that down on her care. So, and when that care um, expires, uh, runs out, when that, that half 50% runs out, then she would be uh, eligible for Medicaid, and they and the and the facility ought to be able to manage all that and handle all that, and make sure that that happens uh, automatically. But that's what that's what it sounds like is, is likely uh, to happen. But you know, it's really so dependent upon um, you know the 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 state of South Carolina because. Um, although Medicaid is a federal program, it's administered by the states and the states then allow counties to even administer that. And it's administered, you're not allowed to change the, the, the uh, federal parts of the rules, but you are allowed to add to the rules or, or tweak the rules a little bit without changing the basic fundamental rules the federal government requires. So each state has room to do different, different things. So uh, it's really going to be up and, and the facility ought to have a much better feel for what your county uh, representative and county Medicaid office is going to, is going to do. We'll be back. You're listening to the best of financial issues. Six ten three six three eleven ten. If you want to queue your call up, our lines are open. Six ten three six three eleven ten. You are welcome uh, to queue your call up. Six ten three six three eleven ten. Uh, Shanna Burt is with us. Uh, Shanna, good morning. Good morning. It's good to be here. Thanks. Um, I'm looking at yesterday and we had so many, um, just 
uh, people saying good morning yesterday that we never got to, and Don from Tennessee is asking about HC46. Um, wants me to discuss it. I, I, I don't know what that means, so I'm going to let that go. If you have a specific question, you can ask me, but I, you know, I can't go into discussing and the company and the outlook and all that it takes takes me too long. I end up going uh, too far with it and use up too much time. But um, somebody saying good morning from Rockford, Mississippi, uh, Michigan, John. That's from yesterday too. And then there were a number of things of just people saying amen and preach it, George and uh, Rosalinda and and uh, others, uh, Sherry. And Lynn uh, from Michigan, Sherry, doesn't doesn't say where Sherry's from. But good stuff. Thank you for that. And uh, Mike, uh, praising God for your passion and how you use it to proclaim the truth. Um, Look, um, praise uh, all of our partners and our donors because because of that, uh, I'm able to do it. And I thank you. And And I'll tell you something. There's a change. In um, there's a change in Christian circles for the good. I talk a lot about the bad. Uh, but I can tell you beyond a shadow of a doubt if 10 years ago I would have um, had a rant like I did yesterday morning that everybody is commenting on here. Um, there would have been 30, 40 stations would have taken me off the air. I lost my whole state of New York, um, and I had a huge following. The very first place I was on the radio 25 years ago was Philadelphia. And from that Philadelphia station, um, I ended up, when I was ready to quit, and I, and I c- couldn't stand doing radio. I thought it was the dumbest thing in the world that anybody could do. Uh, God had a different plan, obviously. And we were on like eight other stations and all but one were in New York state. And I'm not talking about New York city. I'm talking about New York state, the, the, the gorgeous, beautiful, um, uh, land. New York is a beautiful, beautiful state. Um, it's just rolling Hills and dairy farms. And it's, uh, beautiful other than it's super cold in the wintertime. And I lost the whole state because a board member for um, the network up there complained about one of my rants. But that has happened a lot. That's ha- the first 15 years of the ministry, it was pretty typical. I noticed that 10 years ago, it started to let up. Now, I don't know if they, um, I, I'm, I'm hoping it's because uh, Christian radio stations were saying, you know what, we need to hear this. Or conservative radio stations were saying, you know what, we need to hear this. I remember having a conservative radio station 10 years ago, um, uh, didn't really ask, took me off the air. And I said, I, that's fine. I don't, that's great. I don't care. It was a big station, but can you tell me why? And they said, well, it's all this religion stuff. We're, we're, <laughs> we're conservative talk. And I said, oh, okay, well, that's fine. I'm glad you took me off then, you know, but, um, and I've had other stations that have asked me to change 
Uh, Bloomberg once many years ago wanted to do an evening program. Uh, Bloomberg uh, up in New York City. I probably would have got paid more money than than uh, I've made in the last 30 years. But I had to get rid of all the religion stuff. And I said, well, I don't know. I don't have anything else to say, you know. So um, it's changed. I think the culture is changing a little bit, becoming more acceptable. You know, I had a great network. I'm not on anymore. Uh, a great network throughout the Midwest. And all of our partners know because I still maintained a huge part of that listenership through um, our partnerships and our uh, phone app. But a huge radio station that said, well, I can't put you on the air. They did. But I can't put you in the air because I don't think your accent will play very well out here in the Midwest. <laughs> um, and I was like, really? I said, I, it is ugly, but a lot of people like it. Of course, then <laughs> President Trump made it kind of fashionable. So that helped me a little bit, I think. But anyway. And here you are 25 years later. 25 years later, 680 <laughs> stations. So I think God had a different plan than all of them. Uh, because that just sure, shows the sovereignty of God. Amen. Sure wasn't my plan. I know that. So good. It's it's it is funny though. It's good to uh, be reminded of all of those things. But you know, things things are changing, and so, most of us changing. Uh, it seems sometimes for the bad, but there's some good things still happening in uh, in the country. And um, we've got to hang on to every good thing that we possibly can. Uh, the CPAC uh, changed me a little bit. Um, being there, it, it um, allowed me to see in a group setting with a whole lot of people all at once the optimism. But I remember uh, one thing that Ben Carson said, Dr. Ben Carson, um, I, I saw the clip of it. Sam actually interviewed him. But, you know, he said, we've got to be bold and courageous. Um, what's it going to take to change? I'm paraphrasing the question. I don't know exactly what it was, but what's it going to take to change? You know, how, how's the party going to change? And he said something to the effect of we need courage. We need courage. And I, I believe for whatever reason, maybe we can... Um, thank President Trump for it. Maybe we can thank talk radio for it, whatever. But I think the, uh, there is a courageous Christian today that wasn't around 10 years ago. And I don't think it was around, I think 25 years ago, 30 years ago, you know, we began to see, you remember, you don't remember, Shannon, you're too young, but um, back 25 years ago, 30 years ago, every church was talking about um, making disciples and they were using this friendship discipleship method. I forget who it was um, that started this, which church, but it was, you know, it was, it was loving everybody into submission basically. And I'm all for that. I'm not good at it and I don't do it, but I'm all for it. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I don't, I don't do it cause I can't, I'm not equipped uh, like that, but I'm not beating anybody over the Bible, but I'd like to sometimes We're over the head with the Bible. But I, I you know, I'm not good at the whole uh, uh, friendship and gentleness and kindness thing. But I think that evolved to a point where, well, we can't say that. We can't do that. We've got to be careful. You know, we're giving God a bad name. 
or were, I mean, I think there was a lot of that that grew and now, but that's changing. Now, uh, in the last eight years, uh, there, there's been a new kind of boldness and courage uh, to, to Christianity. Maybe I'm just dreaming and want to believe that, but I think, I think that's happening. It has to. It has to. We have to get bold again. We have to be willing to speak the truth. Yes, speak the truth in love, but we still have to speak the truth. Well, you, let God worry about the fallout. That's right. And if you do speak the truth, it can be only in love. It can't be anything but love. It may, it may not sound like that on the surface, but you know, my, my, all I want, somebody once asked me, a, a board member of a, of a big ministry that I was consulting, what's your goal in life? I said to die and take as many people to heaven with me as I can. I mean, so if you have that attitude of, you know, I just, you do that out of love because we care for people and we want them to come to the same uh, uh, saving grace that we know and we believe in. So, um, and yeah, that's the whole definition of meekness is power under control. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. You know, it's not just tiptoeing around being meek. You know, you don't think of the mouse. You think of, you know, the lion, the power under under control and, and how Jesus acted in a lot of different situations. Yep, no doubt. Good stuff. All right. Um, well, let me go to phones, go to uh, James in Arkansas. Hey, oh, James. Okay, Charles from Florida. Hey, Charles. Hey. Hi, Dan. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for taking the call. Sure. I uh, have a quick uh, question for you. I've got a local advisor, and uh, a few years ago, they talked us, my wife and I, into uh, doing something we probably shouldn't have done, but uh, we developed, we uh, invested in some annuities uh -huh. through uh, through uh, Nationwide, mm -hmm. and they've, they've done pretty good, and he's come up with a... a, a invitation now to transfer without a fee over to another company called security benefit. Mm -hmm. I've never heard of them. I was wondering if you had, or, uh, it's an annuity insurance company annuity. Yeah. And well, I give him, I'll give him credit for his boldness in the sense that most agents don't start churning for at least four years. I mean, he's doing it in two. Um, that's called churning. It's generating a commission. Uh, so, uh, uh, the company that you met, the mentioned, uh, is a very, 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 one of the highest commission companies out there. Um, the salesmen on a regular basis churn their clients. That means, uh, they move you around then every time they move you, but two years, uh, that's a little close. That's, um, if, if his compliance department, nabs him on that. He's going to have a real hard time explaining why I did that. But nonetheless, uh, they do it. So I, I would, uh, look, if you like the annuity you have, uh, and it's doing okay for you, don't change it and start the surrender clock ticking all over again. The company he's moving to has a very long surrender uh, charge clock. It's going to be many, many years before you get out of that. If that one's not performing so well and it's not doing so well, you're stuck and you're going to stay there for a long time. I would not do that. Don't start a clock starting over again on that surrender charge. Just stay where you are, Charles. Okay. 
Don't change anything. Yeah, I, they're, they're doing pretty good. And I, I just want to uh, say real quick, I really appreciate your social, financial, and biblical advice you mm. have. And, uh, and I, I, I'm a member of your church Friday morning. When you're oh, to great. Wonderful. Thank you for everything you do. Man. Thank you, Charles. That's an encouragement. I appreciate you mentioning it. God bless you. Thank you so much. We'll be. You're listening to the best of financial issues. All right, 610-363-1110. I just want to finish up with Charles a little bit. I mean, he's off the phone, but Charles from Florida. And he mentioned our Friday morning uh, Bible study there at the end. And um, it is amazing. Um, It it has just been such a much more of a blessing to me. But, um, boy, I'll tell you... uh, just from what I'm hearing. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com Wondersuite. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'd love to see you join... uh come alongside us. I have, I've not said anything about it. It's not something that's got anything to do with our ministry. It's just me. And, um, so we've got, you know, a few hundred people that join us there on Friday morning and, uh, would love for you to join. It's, um, unfortunately, here's the problem. It's unfortunate and it's good, good news too. So first of all, you can find out how to join, by just going to uh, resources. So if you go to financialissues.org and click on the resource tab, you'll see it there and it'll give you the phone number uh, and the code number to get into the conference call, uh, to get into the Bible study. We start that at 6.30 Eastern time. And that the downside is it's 5.30 Central time. And I would say the vast majority of the men and women that are there are in central time. And I said to uh, a couple of them over, over a period of time, you wonder why it's such a blessing to you? It's because you have been such a blessing to God because you're getting up early at 5.30 in the morning. You're going to Bible study. 
and God is, you are sacrificially setting time aside in the very early morning on a Friday to give to God. And you have no choice. It's why I don't record them. It's the only reason I don't record them. Because if I recorded them, you'd sleep in. And then it would become, yeah, when I get around to it, I'll listen to God's word. Big difference. I'm telling you, it's a big difference. And it's huge. And I think that there are a lot of people that are seeing the impact of that. And I'm so, so blessed by it. And um, I, I thank you. But you can, if you want to join us, just go to a uh, resource tab on our website, financialissues.org. And I thank Charles uh, for bringing that up and saying something uh, about it. You know, Dan, that's all, um, to me, that all goes in with stewardship. You know, God commands the tithe, which is the first fruits, the tenth. And I think that we can do the same thing with our time. And that when we honor God with the first fruits of our time, like you said, especially when it's sacrificial, Mm -hmm. that God honors that and he blesses that and he multiplies it back to the giver. Definitely. And you know, um, some years ago, I I wrote a devotion. I'm rewriting it. Um, It's out of print. It's called All for the Master. It was a 40-day devotional on stewardship. And one of our pivotal verses, which we don't talk much about, when I first started the ministry, very first time I started it was second Corinthians um, chapter four and uh, one and two. And I use that because Paul gives this amazing discourse in the chapter before that. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's a, it's an amazing sermon. And then in the beginning of chapter four, he says, oh, and by the way, I'm paraphrasing here big time, but, um, oh, by the way, now that you are believers, you have a responsibility to be a good steward. He does use the word steward of the sacred mysteries of God is the words that he uses. Sacred mysteries of God, which is the gospel of Jesus Christ and the word of God. And so years ago when I wrote this devotion, I said, look, if we don't get that, if we don't understand that our stewardship first has to be the st- a st- good steward of the word of God, uh, if we don't get that first, then everything else is kind of useless and worthless because that's the foundational cornerstone that we've got to build all our stewardship, the stewardship of our time, our opportunities, our talents, our abilities, our jobs, all, everything, our money, of course, our children, our spouse, and on and on it goes. And But we have to understand that central pivotal part of a stewardship responsibility that we have. So yeah, good, good. So true. All right. Let me go to Charles. Charles calling us from Virginia. Hey, Charles. Hey, Dan. Um, glad you take my call. Sure. I uh, appreciate the sh- show and the and discussion about um, courage and truth mm. and, and love and, and Christ. I really like that. Nice little talk here about it. Thank you. Uh, but my question is, I have a lot of money in um, a traditional IRA, 
and I try to roll over every year as much as I can without raising my income above into a new tax level that I don't want to be in. And um, as I approach 72, can I still take that deduction, my RMD, my required uh, minimum distribution, and use that as a rollover into my raw? You can always roll over from from your Roth, but um, it's not going to count as your RMA or, or, or uh, RMD, is it, Shanna? I don't think it does. No, you yeah. you can't roll over. You can't convert any part of your RMD. Yeah, so you can convert, but let's say your RMD is six thousand dollars. You can't say, well, you know what? I'm just going to roll $6,000 into your Roth. You can roll 6000 into your Roth, but it's not going to count as your RMD. You still have to take it. The, the reason why there's an RMD, because the IRS says, all right, enough's enough. You know, we've waited long enough for your taxes on this money. We want to start collecting it. I mean, that's really putting it simply, but that's really what it boils down to. Right. So they want their tax money. And so they're not going to allow that to happen. They do allow you to, you know, uh, give that without paying tax on it to a to a charitable organization. You can do that, but you can't count it as your you can't count your role or anything you roll over as, as your RMD. Well, Dan, thank you. That was my question. I, you know, I feel like, well, gee, I'm going ahead and paying my taxes because they're getting their money. I just want to get it and, um, you know, hopefully put it in a Roth and just pass it on or pass it somewhere oh, else. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you, can, you can't You can't deposit it in your Roth, but you can roll it over into your Roth, yes. Well, Dan, thank you. That, that answers my question. All right. Thank you, Charles. Glad you called. Appreciate it, Dan. Thank yep, you. Bye thank bye. you. Let me go to Randy in Louisiana. Hey, Randy. Good morning. Good morning. So I'd like to uh, add a, a comment and then a question. Okay. Um, so in, in today's terminology, the word rant, uh-huh. I think most of us are – have been bathed with, you know, politically biased media, social media, et cetera, where various members of the left come on in a, an absolute defined rant to uh, threaten us or warn us or tell us how silly we may be because of our beliefs and practices, where it's entirely different than what you're doing. And I don't, I, I really think you should stop apologizing for what you might use that same word in that you're, what you may term as a rant is more of an outburst based in Christianity and truth. Mm. And it's something that people need to hear. But just because your voice is elevated simply means that you're passionate about what you believe and feel, and you're trying to transfer that to all of the ears of the audience that might hear. Mm. So we're blessed as a, as a congregation of the radio airwaves for usually when you uh, you have one of your outbursts, but it's not something to apologize for. And it, you're unlike the left, you're not putting people's names embedded in your outburst. But if anything else, it'll be pointing from the Bible or pointing towards financial truth. Mm-hmm. So congratulations on you doing it for capturing our attention, getting the attention of others, perhaps. And mm-hmm. it's in a sense that if they, if they find the disgrace in it, it's probably just because you're stepping on their toes. Randy, you just made my whole week, I think. And I, you know what? Uh, that is a real blessing to me. Um, and, and I got to tell you, um, it kind of changes my, um, my thinking about that, even though 
I've known all along what it really was in my heart of hearts, but um, didn't know how to uh, uh, phrase that. Uh, and it is an outburst of, um, um, you know, my my desire to to share the truth. So, um, amen. I, I I love that, and uh, I thank you so much for your willingness to share that with me. I appreciate sure. it. Sure. So I have a question. Um, many, many, um, numerous, I'll say, Christ, strong Christian voices, one of which is yours, uh, Tony Perkins, other voices on AFA and, uh, and other platforms. I have heard them on a number of occasions over the last couple of months um, talk about some of the attitudes of us Christians, where we are, the frustration every single day. Uh, the left continues to manifest their truth, true belief by bullying their way uh, through politics. Um, but everybody, I, I've heard a number of you comment about the 2020 election. And I, I just, I'm, I'm thinking, wait, we, we just saw uh, the outcome of, a, of, I'm sorry, 2022. We just uh-huh. saw what happened in 2020 with this master manipulation of, of the left. Uh that I just what what on earth would make us think that 2022 or 2024 won't be even more profoundly controlled and manipulated than the past with with all of the money and power they have short of the hand of God. Yeah. Well, I want to comment on that, Randy. I, I, I agree with what you just said, and I want to I want to add some meat to that. Uh, right after the break. So keep listening. Thank you, sir. You're welcome, Randy. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. God bless. We'll be right back, folks. Our phone lines are closed. You're listening to a best of financial zone and do not necessarily represent the opinions of this station or any of the show's sponsors. 610-363-1110. 610-363-1110. I want to comment on what Randy said about the election. And, you know, it's, it is frustrating because we talk about elections for 2022, midterm elections. I've done it. Um, presidential elections. I've done it. Who's going to be running for president? And it almost seems absolutely insane for us to be having that conversation. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com Wondersuite. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just gonna circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I would venture to say that it almost is insane for us to have in the conversation. And though I've had that conversation, I've also said not too long ago, a couple of weeks ago, I said, does anybody have any idea how much the left has learned from this last election? If you think that the last election was manipulated, as I do, if you think that, remember, do you think that they were not watching all of the testimonies, statistical data and everything else that came out? One of the particular guys that I'm thinking to, a statistician, said they just didn't do their homework. He said, I found this by mistake. Had they done their homework and they weren't lazy about their manipulation, I would have never figured it out. That's what he said. Well, guess what? You don't think they were listening? That won't ever happen again. I'm just saying that there's a lot of merit to what Randy says, that it does seem like lunacy that we could, could we, or do we, that we could believe that we're not going to be living through more manipulation. Listen, there's an entire Democratic Party in total panic mode. They lost all five seats that were in contention. They're five seats away from losing their majority. This all happened last week. And they're going to they're gonna lose 15, 20 seats if we have a legitimate election. They're going to they're gonna lose the control of the House. I'm being kind saying 15 or 20 seats. The Senate, the greatest thing about the Senate for those that are in the Senate, it's only one third of them that are running for re-election. And out of that one third, only roughly half of them are Republicans. Now, the balance is usually skewed one way or another just because of the way things uh, worked out over the years. But so, you know, 33 should be running. It might not be. It might be 30, might be nine. It might be 29 or could be 34, but somewhere in that neighborhood. And but there's going to be 10 or 15 Republican uh, uh, Democrats running that could lose their seat, assuming that everybody's doing their work and raising up somebody to run against them in the primaries, which probably isn't happen because we think that the general election in 2022 and the general election in 24 are all that matters. It's not the case. The only thing that matters is the primary election leading up to the midterm and the primary election leading up to 2024, because it's in the primary elections that we get somebody on the ticket that maybe will be the kind of person we need. And 
most of the time it doesn't happen because it's discouraged. Because even at the county level, your county Republican representative is discouraging it, even at that level. Well, we can't do that. Why? Because he's listening to the guy at the state, and the state guy is listening to Nancy Pelosi. I mean, not Nancy Pelosi. In this case, it would be Kevin McCarthy. They don't want any, you know, they don't want new people. And that's what. Well, I think the thing that could be the game changer is that Trump is starting to talk about the primaries now. So um, hopefully he's going to get involved there and help some people get into the primaries that can really make a difference. Yeah, that's what happens. And then we've got to hope that the elections are fair. And I think that's the point Mm -hmm. that Randy was making. Then we've got to be naive enough again to believe that the elections are going to be fair. I can only assume that we will be naive again because (laughs) when you when you listen to all the Republicans, not all, obviously, but the vast majority of them. Oh, no, it was was nothing. Wow. Yeah, there was a there was a little bit of a error here and an error there that happens in every election. It always has, you know, a little bit. But um, so the three hundred fifty thousand ballots that came in at three o'clock in the morning, that was just, you know, it was just one of those little error things. I mean, they they they're okay with that. They're just blowing it off. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you really have to worry about that. What's that? Yeah. The truth always finds its way out. I believe that's a, a principle of the universe that God sets into motion. And, you know, it wouldn't hurt us to pray about that as well. Well, I, I mean, and, and I guess the, the, you know, the upside to that has the truth come out and we're ignoring it. Has it already mm-hmm. come out? You know, I, I kind of think it has. I think, I think the truth has been exposed and we have too many politicians. When I say we, I'm talking about the Republican Party. Are they ignoring it? Are they doing nothing about it? But see, right. the, the Republicans don't have any fight in them. And I know I'm, saying a, I'm making a general statement by saying Republicans. Do I know that there is a remnant? Yes, of course there is. It's a wonderful thing of God. He always leaves a remnant. Mm-hmm. And, and remnant, remnants have been extremely powerful uh, through Scripture to show the mighty hand of God. And so, yeah, there's a remnant. Yeah, there's a few. But is it enough? Is it enough? So it is, I, I, get, I get what Randy is saying, and it tends to be a little frustrating to hear whether it's me or, you know, others uh, like me, uh, you know, seeming as though that we don't think that the next election is going to be rigged and all we've got to do is come out and vote. There is some frustration there. Anyway. Well, if we give up, it'll for sure go the wrong way. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, that, and that's the point that I, I think. I mean, it's the point that I'm making. And I think it's the point that, that Tony Perkins and others uh, that, that, you know, he was saying are, are, are making. It's just that as though the Republican politicians have given up, we've got to at least fight. And one might say, that just makes the, the um, corruption fight a little harder. That may be true. But uh, there is hope that that will be more and more exposed. And there is hope that we could, at the state level, can't be done on a federal level, but at the state level, when you think of how many of the state houses across this country are, re- 
are controlled by Republicans uh, can begin to initiate uh, some change in, in all of that. Yeah. All right. Anyway, good yeah. point. Let me go back to phones. Let's go to Stephen in Alabama. Hey, Stephen. Hey, Dan. Good morning. Uh, good morning. Glad to get into you and really enjoy your ministry. Thank you. Been a partner, been a partner for several years, and it's really blessed my finances. And I just encourage everybody that may be on uh, thinking about it that it's one of the best things I've ever done. Well, as as financial. That's I do great. have a question. My son and daughter has a house and needing some major repairs. Their siding was not put on correctly and it's leaked and damaged a lot of the the wood, the studs and stuff. It's $42,000. Um, me and my wife are willing to um, loan them the money and let them pay it back when they can. They have two children. So um we're trying to decide how best to do that, whether it could be gifts. If we gift it to them, could I give a, a check to each one, not exceeding $15,000 each? And then could my wife give them a check each, not exceeding the 15000 That's a good question. So here's the way it used to work. That if you'll ever, you know, there's still, this is still a holdover and it still happens with the very, very wealthy. Everything is separated. If you're a, you know, a multi, multi, multi millionaire, they separate everything for that reason. Um, so um, ownership is separated. And so... That's where the rub is. Uh, from my perspective, I would do it um, and, you know, see, see, see how it goes. But if your wife has a separate checking account um, that she is going to do it out of and it doesn't have your name on that checking account, then yes, for sure, uh, because that has to be considered her assets as long as you're alive. So that would work. But um, you have to be able to make a distinguishable, there has to be a distinguishable, distinguishable point that that's money is separate. That's her money. This is my money. I'm giving a personal gift from my money. She's giving a personal gift from her money. Now, she does have a account with a different bank. It, my name is on it, but all her money goes, her Social Security goes directly to it. Mine goes to USAA account. Now, her account doesn't have your name on it? it yes, sir. Uh, all accounts have both our names okay. on it. Yeah, see, that's where the, that's the problem. Because technically, 50% of that is yours. It's joint money in most states. That you know, it's it's uh, what's yours is hers. What hers is mine. Can I hold on for a question? Sure, for a long sure. Time? Yep. All right, folks. Um, we're coming up on a break. If you got to leave us, have a great, great day. God bless. More financial issues. Another hour right after this. We will never compromise our principles and standards. We will never give away our freedom. 
we will never abandon our belief in God. Thank you for joining us. This has been an FISM production. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite. That's bluehost.com wondersuite. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Our phones are not open today. This is a best of financial issue. We in America should be grateful to God for the blessings he's given us. Don't let anyone tell you that America's best days are behind her. We have got to fight for this nation because I believe with all my heart this nation is in fact one nation under God. Six ten three six three eleven ten. Welcome back to Financial Issues as we are in our second hour. Um, It it is numbers um, I never thought I would see in my lifetime. Uh, That happened uh, a year ago (laughs) that we hit those numbers. But uh, it just keeps going. I mean, to sit and look at the Dow at at, at 32,000. You know, I mean, I've I've got some reasons why I think that is. I think they're legitimate reasons. Uh, they're legit. They're reasons that I talked about many years ago on a conference call that uh, I know many of the partners will remember and uh, talked about supply and demand side of stocks. And I, I'm, I'm going to reiterate that today uh, on our conference call. But so that's that's one of the reasons. But I mean, you think about a 32,000 high on the Dow Jones Industrials is almost um Oh, it's kind of scary. It's kind of scary. But I don't get as scared when I can, when I can uh, put together a reason for it. Um, it, doesn't, it doesn't make it, it doesn't change valuations at all, unfortunately, uh, just because I, there's a reason. So it still drives valuations up. But, you know, we got an S&P 500 also, I believe now, and a, uh, all-time record high as of right now, interday trading, sitting at 1.3%. And the NASDAQ's up two and, a, two and a quarter percent. I mean, it's just insane. 
uh, small cap stocks up almost 2%. And um, it is just uh, un- unbelievable. And I will say this about all the, to all the traders, because I'm sure they're all listening to me, um, <laughs> that the, the stimulus program is not going to do what you think it's going to do. So, all right, I can give you other reasons why you can hang your hat on. That's fine. But if it's all because of the, and it's not the Wall Streeters, it's the mom and pop investors that are all jumping in. You know, I, I, just, I just want to, for everybody to understand who has never been in the market that is jumping into the market now because you can't take it anymore. I should have got in. I wish I was in last last year, and I did, and I got out after the election or before the day before the election because I thought it was all going to crash and all that, which, by the way, wasn't anything I ever said would happen. Um, you know, that that now you just can't take it anymore, so you're getting in. You know you're getting in at all-time record highs. So could it go up some more? Yes. But... It isn't ever a great place to get in to a stock, or it hasn't been in the last 120 years. Now, uh, things are different. We are in a different world. There's no doubt about it. So I just throw that out there to you as a, as a reminder. So, look, I love all of this. I love all of this volatility. Oh, I love it when people call and say, Dan, like happened today, I'm up 300% in this stock. I'm up 200%. I mean, you know, we're, we're, we get a lot of that now, as you can imagine. But let me remind you that are listening. These are long-term investors. Some of them have been in. Somebody called today on a particular stock. I forget how much he said he was up. He said he was in it when it was first put on my buy list. That was years ago. Years ago. What is happening in the markets today is nothing more than a testimony to long-term investing. If you want to be a trader, don't listen to this show because I've never in my, as a matter of fact, I don't even know how to do analytics on day trading or short-term investing. I don't, I don't. Um, But Have we had stocks that I put on the buy list uh, four weeks ago that are up 100%? Yes, rare. And it wasn't intentional. I'm not that smart. So I I want, all I was smart enough to see upside potential. I didn't know it was going to happen in four weeks. So look, it's a testimony to long-term investing. I want to give you a scenario. If you put, uh, you know, $100,000 in the market in 2007 and you fell asleep and you're just now waking up, you've got a lot of money. You got a lot of money. You slept through 2008. You slept through 2009, 10, 11. You slept through the uh, pre-market when people were concerned about Hillary Clinton winning, winning the election. 
You've slept through all the volatility of every sector at one point or another in the last five years. You slept through all that. You are in amazing shape if that happened to you. And it, I know it's happened to my IRA. It's happened to my investment account. It's happened. I don't have time to look at it, and I'm glad I don't. I just leave, I just leave it alone. I have uh, an investment strategy for one particular institutional account that I still manage. Um, they, they can't, for the life of them, figure out why it's a, happens to be a secular, the only secular uh, organization that I manage anything for. They happen to think that they're trying to figure out how somebody as smart as me isn't doing more. I mean, they, they can't figure it out because they can't figure out that I'm not smart. And they just assume that I am because they're doing so well. They're only doing so well is because I have total control. And I'm a long-term investor. You know, it is, it, it is uh, amazing. I have another organization that likes to throw their hand in what I'm managing. I don't, I don't even care about the account, to be honest with you. I shouldn't say that. They might be listening. I don't even think about it. It's hard for me to even think about. Because at any given moment, one of two or three people could say, hey, let's buy some of this or let's buy. I can't. I can't. See, I'm going to get all the blame if it goes sour, but, um, and I, I deserve it because I don't pay attention because I don't know what they're doing. I have no idea what they're thinking. If they want to do it, I'm just going to let them do it. And I hope it works out okay. So, look, all of this ought to be an amazing testimony of statistical probability of you doing well in the market. I've gone through the statistical probability many times, but, you know, it, it, it ought to be a testimony to that. Volatility in down markets are irrelevant if you're not going anywhere. They're only relevant if you need the money then. They're only relevant if you shouldn't have been invested in the first place. It's the only time they're relevant. All right. Yeah. Perspective is everything. You know, if you want to be up 30% right now, like the market is from a year ago, you had to have been in the market a year ago. And I'll tell you what the temperature was with the people that I was talking to a year ago when the market bottomed out was fear. Yep. Took a lot to be in the market a year ago. Yep. And all I want to do, one of my main goals is to keep you in the market, folks. I just want to hold your hand. I want to give you good information that you can digest to help you stay put. All right, we're going to get back to calls right after this. We'll be right back. Thank you for listening to this Best of Financial Issues. 
All right, 610 363 I'm going to go back to phones. I'm going to go to Steve from Alabama. Um, hey, Steve. Yes, uh, Dan. Yep. Uh, I had some questions. Trying to get this money to my son and daughter-in-law to repair their house is 42000 So if I do it via a loan, would the payments have to be on a scheduled reoccurring no, not if you're char- not if you're not charging interest. Well, can I not charge them interest? Yes, no, you don't have to charge them interest. Okay, I thought at one time you had long time ago said that the IRS sort of uh, looked at you had to have some sort of interest, but that's good. Yeah, so the IRS is looking at interest. So let's say the uh, going interest rate for a loan is. Uh, 8%. Right. If you are giving a loan to a family member and you are giving them that loan at 4.5%, the IRS uh, makes provisions for that. They don't have a problem. If the interest going interest rate is 3% and you are giving them an interest rate of zero, they're giving allowance for that the same way. Now, if it were 10%, I would tell you, you'd have to probably charge some interest. Okay. Okay. But we're, I think we're out of that. Uh, you're, you're good on that now. Um, you okay. you, you shouldn't, have to, shouldn't have to worry about that. Here's the other beauty. Nothing's ever going to get reported because you don't have interest income now from a loan to your kids that you've got to report. Right. Anytime I've made a loan to my children, I've never charged interest, um, even though they may have insisted, you know, this isn't fair. You're, you know, you're taking this money. You, You should get a little interest. I said, no, what isn't fair that if I take a little interest, I got to report it on my stinking taxes and open up a whole nother, you know, and I don't want to deal with it. So, um, I, you're, you know, it's doing me a favor by, by not charging taxes, uh, any interest on it. So, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I think that that sounds like the way we need to go. All right. Yeah. I appreciate it. I I would like to little testimony. Uh, I've been following you for quite some time. I've been to two of your, your, uh, uh, show or town hall meetings, town hall meetings. Thank you here in Mobile. And I've enjoyed them. My wife attended the second one. She enjoyed it. I retired the end of 17, and I'm an income investor. I do take the income. I don't need all of it. I've been using the extra income yearly to roll over from 401 over to the Roth. Mm-hmm. I have taken $81,000 out over the last two years. And today, I am up from my beginning over $50,000. Holy mackerel. And that's because I've listened to you and kept close to the plan. And the only time, one of the best things that you helped me do is in COVID in March, you had a reinvestment uh, strategy for a one-time reinvestment strategy. Mm-hmm. And that, the, the stocks I sold and went into, those stocks have done amazing so mm. i just appreciate your ministry appreciate you helping us and most of all i appreciate you 
helping me become a good, better steward of what God's blessed me with. Mm. Mm. Well, what a, what a testimony and what an encouragement. And I thank you for that. And we praise God for that because, um, you know, I did all those things, particular that move when we were trying to add some quality to the portfolio at a critical time in this. You know, that was, that was all just a, a blessing from God. And uh, I am, I'm so uh, grateful that uh, my ears were and hearts were, were, were open to that nudging and that guidance uh, that God gave us. But we, you know, it is a, a amazing testimony. And uh, that is a, that's a, a you, you make, it makes me feel so good when somebody says, you know, any amount, you know, that they've got more money than they started with and they've been taking income, uh, all that income. I mean, that's just, that's incredible. And that is a, that is a testimony to your discipline, to you sticking to the plan and listening to the plan. So uh, it's, it's more a testimony to that than anything else. I can always tell when I'm talking to people, the people that just stick to the plan, they don't question it, they don't listen to anybody else, they just stick to the plan. It's always so obvious to me when I hear about their accounts. So I, I'm, uh, you, you've done a great job, uh, Stephen, in sticking to that plan. So I appreciate that testimony. Thank you. Well, I appreciate you, and I pray for you all the time that mm. God gives you clear, concise insights into the financial systems and the political systems and how they interact. And and just thank well, you for your ministry and you teaching us and, and you know showing us how these things work. You're welcome, and please, please keep praying that prayer, please. Um, I I, I, co- I covet that prayer. Thank you, Stephen. God bless you. Thank you. God All right. bless y'all. Thank you. Yep. Let me go to Kathy in Maryland. Hey, Kathy. Oh, this is oh, Kathy North, in Dakota. North Dakota. North Dakota. I yeah. saw, I, I'm having trouble seeing this morning here. Uh, I just oh, was saying that okay. earlier, last hour to Darlene. So uh, I see that. Uh, not, not that long ago, we were the oil capital of yeah. America. But. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Not long ago. And if and if <laughs> President Biden has his way, you you won't even know what oil smells like. Yes, oh, my gosh. Yeah. OK, I am a new partner. I'm listening online. I first found you when I was visiting grandkids on the eastern part of the state and um, fell in love. Great. But, uh, I'm 71. I'm a widow. I've been invested with Edward Jones for 12 years. I have some American funds. They've done all right, but occasionally when the market falls, like a year ago, I lost a third of it. And, uh, you know, it, it is scary. It's scary to think that it could drop and not come back up. And, and I could lose what my husband worked so hard for. Mm. I, I don't want to do that. And my dad uh, died four years ago, and his estate was... Um, transferred to us kids and we each got an inheritance and that is part of part of what my questions are is and i'm sorry that i haven't listened longer because you're going to be repeating yourself I oh no lot, that's but, okay it's okay okay so i'm a moderate investor with edward jones um i recently found out that my diversification by investment is way out of whack i have followed my investment advisor's guidance i think as much as i can um um, I want to get more conservative. I think I have, um, 
and and I, I want to do something with my dad's inheritance. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> what do I do? Well, I think you got to change your strategy then a little bit um, with your advisor. I mean, uh, I, I would say that you should uh, take, uh, you know, it's, it's, I don't think, I think you ought to move out of the mutual funds now that they have recovered a bit, I hope, and are um, going through a time of gain. I think this is an ideal time. Uh, to sell those, they may not want to do that. Uh, now, no, I'm, she, yeah. I'm, I'm saying this. I, I don't think I'm saying it for the wrong reason. Uh, I, I, I'm not a fan of the funds, but they're so, uh, you know, they're, they're, you know, they're just not biblically even close to it. They're, they're some of my yeah. least favorite funds. Um, but I think you need to get, uh, start thinking about. Preservation. If this is all the money you have, which may, sounds like it might be a fair amount of money, the money your husband's yeah. worked for, and and the money yeah. your dad has, why, yeah. you know, uh, do you have heirs? Do you, do you? Yes. Okay. So why? Why take? There's there's no reason. There's no reason to take risk other than well, certainly you want your portfolio to grow. Okay. Well, you also certainly don't want it to lose. There's great value, you know, in not losing. I know people don't sometimes understand that or see that, but at some point in time, there's great value in not losing. And if you are sitting in a situation where you're 70 years old and you've got a fair amount of money that even if you drew out a certain amount of money to help supplement your income every month, you, you probably would never outlive it. I would say that you need to be fairly conservative, preserve what you have, develop a really well thought out income portfolio. You don't need the income maybe, but I would take the income anyway. And she has, She's constantly reinvested my income, and I asked her to stop doing that. Yeah. I would not reinvest the dividend. That's great for them. It helps them keep the uh, paperwork of the portfolio looking good. But I yeah. would not reinvest the, por- uh, the income. I would have that money coming to you. You don't need it. Yeah. Save it. Give it. Give it to your church. Give it to your uh, ministry. Give it to your uh, heirs. Give it, just give it away if you don't need it. That's fine. But I think you ought to be taking the income and be in something that has opportunity to grow. That's an income, a stock like a utility stock, like some of the financial stocks that have opportunity to grow and still pay dividends. I think that's where you ought to be. Okay. All right. So do I completely sell out of this particular company and move into something else? Or do I try and do this within this company? I would try to do it within the company. You're talking about Edward Jones? Yeah. 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 I would try to do it in there, but, but I would try, I would want you to keep in mind that you're the one that has stewardship responsibility for this money, not them. This is yeah. Yeah. money that has been entrusted to you. Not yeah. you. You are asking them to help you, but it's been entrusted to you. It's your money, you know. And yeah. okay. so, 
Um, if they are going to rob you of what I, and this, I don't know where you are in the, in, in the grand scheme of all this, just telling you my, my, uh, heart, um, feeling about this. Look, I would not let her, she may be a wonderful person, but I wouldn't let her rob you of God's blessings from not supporting abortion in American funds. I wouldn't let her rob you of that blessing. And that, that's, okay. that would be crazy. You do what you think you need to do. If they won't do it, give them a chance. If they're not going to do it, then I would move on. Okay. All right. All right. Thank you, Kathy. I'm glad you called. God bless you. Thank you. Yep. Thanks for listening to this best of financial issue. Well, as I mentioned earlier, we have a special guest, Dr. Michael Youssef, and um, he has written an amazing book. And I said this to all of you. Uh, I don't, you know, you know me. I don't talk about a lot of, I don't have a lot of authors, a lot of uh, books, because I got to read them and I want to read them. I want to know that it's a book that you're going to love, that you're going to care about, that, that, you know, you're going to want to get. Uh, somebody just uh, called in and said they've already gone to the website and ordered the book. And uh, as, as just from me talking about it last segment, it is uh, hope for this Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com Wondersuite. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Present crisis. By Dr. Michael Youssef, uh, so many of you I know, uh, doc, you know Dr. Michael Youssef and listen to his amazing preaching and his handling of God's word in such a sound and uh, wonderful way. And it is good to see you again, uh, Dr. Youssef. I appreciate you being here. Thank you, my friend. What a great opportunity to be with you again. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. You know, it is an amazing book. And let me just tell folks the, the subtitle, The Seven-Step Path to Restoring a World That Has Gone Mad. 
And uh, we need every step that we can possibly get. But there's seven steps based on God's word. They're, They're out of the truth of God's word. And I so appreciate that as we think about the, the, the views that are out there in the public. Share some of the steps, and I want to share one of the most important steps that I want to ask you a question about. But, but some of the things that people are going to learn from this book as they go through these seven chapters, these seven steps uh, of, of these uh, things that we really need, the truth, the soul, the family, um, classrooms, oh my word, the indoctrination that is going on. Um, tell us what welled up inside you that you had to write this sure. book. I have been watching uh, for a long time. Dan, as you know, I'm a trained sociologist. I have a doctorate in social anthropology from Emory University. While my first love is preaching Jesus and the Word of God, and I will never change that. But also, I'm a a culture watcher. I'm I'm a society watcher. I I watch what's going on. And I've been watching with deep concern about what has developed in our nation just in the last uh, 60 years or so. Mm. So this crisis of truth, that's really the core of it. It's a truth that is in danger. And this crisis of truth is really the the foundational uh, building block, if you like, that is now crumbling. And when the truth is gone, everything else will will fall apart. And so that was my deepest concern. And the crisis is really not the pandemic. The pandemic has revealed something very interesting to me. It is uh, because I'm, you know, I have a global ministry and I traveled around the world 66 times. But what the pandemic, I, I, I say that it's like a tea bag that has gone into hot water. And what it revealed to us is the proclivity of some people in leadership toward dictatorship, mm. authoritarianship. And we're seeing that in California, New York but also in the state of Victoria and Australia, where my wife is from, and in other areas in England and elsewhere. And so the crisis is really the crisis of truth. And when the truth is messed up with, everything else falls apart. Now, here's my, 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 my even bigger picture concern. And that is the Church of Jesus Christ. You see, I can look at society and I see how society is crumbling because of the lack of truth. But when that uh, despising of the truth uh, or watering down of the truth or covering the truth begin to invade the church, then really this is a serious, serious issue. Uh, I've often said, as goes the pulpit, so goes the pew. As goes the pew, so goes society. And so I'm pointing the finger at uh, myself, at ourselves, who are in these pulpits, who have watered down and we're preaching uh, all kind of uh, social justice and preaching uh, all sorts of walk culture, cancel culture, and all of these Marxist uh, uh, ideas that have their antecedents in Marxism is now bubbling up in churches. And that is my deepest concern. That's my worry. And that's why I wrote this book, 
to reveal the crisis, first of all, as I go through those issues that have really impacted our culture. And then in the end, I'm one of those people who, uh, as well as uh, cursing the darkness, I like to light a candle. And so at the end, I show how to overcome and how to get out of this, particularly the next generation, the parents who are bringing up children. Uh, and this, I mean, I am expecting our number 11 uh, grandchild. So my deepest concern now, my grandchildren and the garbage they're learning at school and how we can overcome that. And so all of that is is a crisis, and and the hope, of course, is what to do about it. Mm. You know, it is, uh, we have lost, and I, we're losing, but we've lost so much of the truth and so much of the values. Um, you know, there's a society that uh, needs to, needs to, there's a part of society that needs to constantly minimize the truth and the church. Right. They have to do that because they can't have a moral yardstick by which to be judged or they're going to be in big trouble. So my my viewpoint, if you allow me to share my my biggest concern is I, you know, I'm reading through and I I I couldn't find anything in the book that I uh, uh, disagreed with, vehemently disagreed with. Sure. But it's all to me. To me, yeah. it's all about the church. Yes. How, I mean, if we can't get pastors, no yes. offense, I know you, so I know I'm you won't sure. be offended because I know yeah. that that you're one of the remnant of pastors, as I would say. But sure. we got to get pastors to preach the truth and nothing but the truth as is written in God's word. It doesn't mean we have to be uh, a critical and mean and mean-spirited and all that. We just have to tell the truth. And how yes. does the truth get disseminated into society if we don't have leadership from the pulpit? I, I couldn't agree more, Dan. I really, I, this was self-examining uh, book because I am not pointing fingers at others. I start with me. But here's the thing. If the church departs from the truth, and we've seen that happen in other times in history, then society is going to collapse. It's, it's not always about it. Civilization will collapse, Western civilization. And I feel very qualified to speak about this because nobody can accuse me of self-serving. I'm not a wasp. I was born in Africa. Uh, I have dark skin. But who is dividing us based on our color of our skin? First of all, we know, of course, ultimately at the, at the bottom of the pile is Satan. Satan, no one is stirring up. Yes, yes. But then the gullible Christians are falling for that trick, being divided based on gender, men and women, uh, they're dividing us, blacks and whites and browns and yellow and green. I mean, th this is ludicrous. The scripture is very clear. Anyone who truly believes the word of God is going to love everybody. And it's not going to be buy into this Howard Zinn idea that America has always been divided between the, the victims and, and the, the, the ones who oppressed and the oppressors. That, that is not true history. He, that, that book is the most deceptive book, the history of American people by Howard Zinn, 
where he talks about uh, the, the critical theory. And of course, he talks about critical economic theory, racial race theory, and all of that. So we need to re-educate pastors. And I'm pleading with young pastors, wherever I go, I take every opportunity, every invitation I get to speak to pastors. Please, when you preach the word of God, God will do great things. Mm -hmm. But if you go for popularity, you're going to do it because it's popular and it's not going to alienate certain people. Uh, it's going to keep people coming. Then it, it, it won't be very long lived. It's, it's short lived. Mm -hmm. And so wake up, wake up while there is time. Wake up before it's too late. Mm -hmm. Thepresentcrisis.com, thepresentcrisis.com. Folks, you all need to go there. You all need to get this book. This is a book that you read, that you pass on. You may not want to pass it on. Maybe you need to get two of them or three of them. But you need to move this book along so that people have a greater understanding of how important this crisis is. But as the, the first line in the title of the, on the cover of the book is hope, hope for, hope for this crisis that we are in. So thepresentcrisis.com. You need to get this book. I hope you will. And uh, I'm excited for, for more, and more and more people to get this. And I'm so excited, Dr. Youssef, to hear you say that you're talking to pastors, particularly young pastors, to be yeah. able to, for them to hear you expound upon the goodness of God if you just yeah. preach God's word, right? right? Faith comes by hearing. They've got to yeah, hear exactly. it. And, exactly. and I, boy, I, we need more of that. That's what we need. Yeah. That's, that's where our hope's going to lie. Amen. Amen. Dr. Youssef, thank you so much. What a blessing. Check this out, folks, please. ThePresentCrisis.com. Dr. Michael Youssef, thank you so much. We sure appreciate you being thank here. Thank you, Dan. Uh, Pleasure to be with you. Thank, thank you. you so I much. hope to see you again soon. God bless. Okay. Thank Look you. Forward Bye -bye. To it. Bye. All right, folks, we'll be right back right after this. You're listening to the best the of financial issues. expressed by Dan are his own and do not necessarily represent the opinions of this station or any of the show's sponsors. Six ten three six three eleven ten six ten three six three eleven ten. Um, boy, I really should try to hit some of the social media. Keep forgetting about. Keep forgetting about. Yeah. I think there's a great question on there from, from Chad. He says, on the 65 and over model, what is the thought behind owning both TPLC and individual stocks? TPLC is just going to give you a totally different um, type of diversification that I really, really like. Uh, two things I like about it. The vast majority of the stocks, vast majority, and there's a lot of them in there. The vast majority of those stocks are not stocks on my list. Um, the other thing is <clears throat> the beta rating, the risk rating is far lower as a, um, you know, as a one particular um, 
ETF that is made up of numerous stocks, if you added up, if you averaged out the, the risk factor in those together compared to the risk factor of the individual stocks, um, it, would, it would be, I, don't, I guess I shouldn't say significantly lower, but it would definitely be lower. And the other side is that the, um, the diversification brings a little bit more to the volatility or the protection from the volatility of the overall portfolio than it might normally have. And that's, that's really uh, a nice add-on to have. I, but if you notice on the ETFs that are mixed in there, or even the mutual funds, it's a very low percentage in there um, for that. But it's really just a diversification play and a, or a, uh, a, 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 risk, a risk play for the portfolio. Okay. Yeah, it's a great core position to build around. It's the closest we'll get to, to an index fund being biblically responsible. Yeah, that is for sure. Yeah. And, and uh, so, yeah, if you, but if you took this index fund and added, you know, another um, 10% or 15%, I would say, of other stocks that you have, um, the, you know, really good ones that, then yeah, that would be a great kind of, uh, core foundation to build on with all the other stuff. But, you know, the position is small and it is, it is definitely this particular one, the closest you're going to get to an index fund. That's for sure. Yeah. Kim had another great question. Um, hi Dan, I'm 59 and plan to work another seven years in January, I sold an investment property with a large capital gain. As a strategy to lower capital gains tax, would it be wise to maximize my contract contribution to a 403B uh, in the guaranteed 3% tax deferred account in TIAA CREF? Yeah, it would be okay to do. I mean, obviously, it's going to help you with your taxes. But keep in mind also that CREF uh, guaranteed interest account, if I'm not mistaken, and you can check this out because... Uh, but I think it falls under their um, uh, CREF traditional guarantee, which is great. But they have two sides of it. One's CREF and one's TIAA. And one of them, you can't withdraw, you can't move the money. You can only move 10% of it for 10 years, 10% a year for 10 years. So if you are now 65 and you are rolling this over, which you would do if you uh, separate employment, you'd be rolling this over to an IRA account. You may, this may fall in the limited side of TIAA craft. And I can never remember which, which side that is. And both sides have a guaranteed. One is called a stable value fund. And again, I, I think that's the CREF side, but I'm, I'm, I'm not 100% sure. But um, that, I am reasonably certain, is just like every other mutual fund. But the, the other one, uh, the guaranteed fund, 
is on the other side, which is a, in a, like an annuity, and you really can't just get that out. So I'm not saying it's bad um, to have it uh, because they have great, great, they have an amazing track record. But you just need to be aware that um, if you wanted to roll everything over into another account, you could only roll 10% of that a year. So keep that in mind. And then she had a, a little bit more to the question. She said, oh. is the guaranteed 3% worth deferring the taxes that will be higher, I guess, in the future? So is it is it worth putting it in a tax deferred account? Well, yeah. So everything you're putting in, I assume it's a, it's a uh, coming out of your pay kind of thing. But yeah, so it's all, so it's all deferred. Everything is deferred, but no, I mean, if you could get 3% on the outside, on the outside, outside of this particular um, thing. Yeah. I mean, if the, if you are contributing more than a match, then I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do any of it, not just the guaranteed interest over and above. I would only do, you know, what, what you need to do to get the match. I'm not sure. I mean, maybe. Um, it sounds like she's uh, realized a capital gain from selling a property and increasing her contribution to a 403B would be a way to get some of that money into the tax deferred account. And I think she's along the same lines that taxes are going to be higher in the future. So is it worth deferring the tax now or oh, should so she just kind of. She's ahead, talking about the money that she made from the house sale. Mm -hmm. Oh no. Yes. No, 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 no. If that's the case, I would never put it into your 403B. If that's the case. Because you're making something that you didn't pay tax on if it was a house that you owned and you were living in, that you didn't pay tax on, now you're making it taxable. So that's well, never... She's trying to avoid some capital gains. I guess it's so an So it must have been a business property. Yeah. So, yeah, I would rather you pay the 15% capital gain than seven years from now pay the income tax. You're getting a deal, probably. I, I mean, we're assuming taxes are going to go up. I think they will. And uh, I would probably take the bargain of 15% and not add any more tax on it. So even if taxes don't go up, you've paid the 15%, you put it in this, and someday you draw it out. And whatever the tax rate is, even if it's 5%, now you've paid 20% on that money. Yeah. So I would not, I would never, I wouldn't take money like that and put it in. I thought you had other monies, like you hadn't made your contribution yet that you were going to use to help offset this, this capital gain. So I misunderstood. So. Yeah. Never fun to, to know that you're going to owe some taxes on something, but you know, I agree 15% is better than what it used to be and probably what it's going to be. <laughs> yes. And what it's going to be. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Good. All right. Okay. Lots of hellos and happy Easter's uh, on social media. Um, Michael, good morning from South Dakota, and Eagle said on Facebook says happy Easter, brother Dan. Um, Debbie from Kentucky, she's saying she loves preborn and good morning, and she gives each month because of you making it known. Um. 
Great. <laughs> all right. That's it. We got them. We got them all. That's good. Most of uh, them. There's a couple, but I think it'd probably push you over the end of the hours. <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't realize what the time was. Thank you. Yeah. So, um, you know, the whole don't remember this. And I say this all the time and I know I've said it on the site, but we nobody wants to pay tax. And we should always try to find we should always take advantage of any law that we can take advantage to help reduce our taxes. It's always a good thing. Um, and we should do that, but don't get, um, so many people, and I've, I've just seen it over the years so many times are so obsessed with not paying taxes that they end up getting in trouble because they end up doing something that they wish they hadn't done later or that they're, they're not thinking about what they're investing in. They're only thinking about avoiding the tax. You know, they've got their priorities all messed up. And it generally... Jesus did tell us to pay Caesar what is Caesar's, right? <laughs> yeah, right, right. I mean, it's just, I can't begin to tell you how many times over the years um, that I've just told people, you know what, just suck it up and pay the tax. I, you know, I, every time Yvonne hears, if I have a big tax bill like I do this year, which is a little... Uh, uh, extraordinary uh, tax. You know, she goes like crazy. I mean, she can't believe, you know, we're going to pay that much in taxes. And I say, it, it is what it is. I mean, we just need to praise God that we can pay the tax and that we've earned something that we can pay the tax, you know, whatever it was. In this case, it was a sale of something that, you know, messed us up. But anyway, um, you just got to, you know, it is what it is. Uh, We'll have plenty of time later in the next five years to be really whiny about taxes. <laughs> but even then, we shouldn't do it because we might have to look and say, I got a feeling this is just my own doing because uh, maybe I didn't fight hard enough or we didn't push hard enough. We allowed our country to get to where, where it is. And God will be faithful and provide no matter what. Yep. <laughs> Better yet, he'll be faithful and return sooner than he than Yes, he I vote be. for that option. Yeah, me too. All right, Shannon Burt, <laughs> thank you so much for Shannon and I. I just appreciate all of you. Thank you for being with us. We'll be back tomorrow. Hope you will too. Have a great day. God bless. If we ever forget that we're one nation under God, then we will be a nation gone under. Thank you for joining us. This has been an FISM. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.